0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised.
1: Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us rides a horse and makes the other cook dinner. Will it be bad? Will it rain tomorrow? Who can possibly answer such a ridiculous question? Of course it won't rain tomorrow. Let's find out. This was gonna make a lot more sense if we just went straight into the book because I had a little subsection thing <laughs> but uh, my name is master gibbs and with me as always is my co-host it is pronounced egregious master and commander pirates of the caribbean fuck close yeah yeah no
0: very close uh how's it going what's going on uh well we're live we uh, are the we... ghosts did not do us in they tried they tried really hard mutt was laughing at us the whole time he wasn't even he trying to help us grin. yeah a little fucking bitch so the last episode we recorded, um the interface I was using to record us fucked up. Yeah. This is this is this is the Audient iD14. It is a $200 interface. Yep. Very highly rated. And we've been
1: using it for a- almost all the, of our recordings ever. Yeah, almost this entire show. Yeah, the commentary we do on something else, but but it has a fatal flaw where sometimes it just distorts your audio. Because it feels like it.
0: Because it feels like it. And I go online and I look for a solution and people are like, Oh, that just happens. You have to go reset the latency. Like which is fine. But yeah, then, like if it just happens,
1: you never know when you're going to be in the middle of a project. Yeah, we can't do that, and, and need to reset something
0: because it's messing up. So we have to re-record. Like, what is that? Yeah, no, I, I I'm not down with that. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna go online wherever I bought this and give it a very poor rating. Yeah, because that is shitty hardware. That's a
1: terrible, terrible flaw in a piece of equipment. Yeah,
0: that's awful. Uh, so uh, we're going back to the good old Scarlet uh, uh Focusrite. Yeah. Uh, Gotta love it. It's dependable. It works great. Never had an issue with it. Never ever. I ever, have ever, one. Ever. You have several. Yeah. Never had a problem. It's amazing. So that's what we're gonna do from now on. However, we unfortunately lost like thirty minutes of the last episode. We did. Oh, it was so sad. It was very very sad. And and uh, you know we talked. We did talk about the rest of the book. So I, I want to hit some of the gold nuggets that we talked about. Right. Because there's a few points in there that are worth repeating. Yeah. We like- we didn't. Uh. You know it. it we're not going to go over everything because most of it was uh, not the best quality, but we're going to hit a few nuggets here. Uh, so first off, so Mr. Baggins. And, and and just just in case this is somebody's first, the book and the, book and the author. Oh, I'm sorry. The book was uh, I Am Haunted Living Through the Dead, uh, Living Life Through the Dead, I should say, yeah. by Mr. Zach Baggins. That right. was our last episode. Okay. So Mr. Baggins gives an anecdote about being threatened by crackheads in Reno. Right. We talked about this. We so, did. Uh, I'm just saying about every single point we talked, we about talked about this. all of these at some point because we had the full recording. So he gets approached by some crackheads in Reno on some old dirt road yep. and he intimidates them into not fucking with him. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, I am so very badass. Yes. You don't want to mess with me. Exactly. And now this is a point you brought up, yes. which I, which I thought of reading this book, which is you can't intimidate a crackhead. Not if they're a real crackhead. Yeah, no, no, no. They don't give a shit. Like, they want some crack (laughs) or some money. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I've talked to a few crackheads, and you know they're about their own thing. Yep. So if they have their minds set on fucking with you, they're going to do that. Uh, He described one of the crackheads as being Andre the Giant, uh, but he's big and badass, and he intimidates them. They walk away. And I said that's very unlike Andre the Giant, because even though he was a wrestler, he was like a very peaceful guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Very
1: sweet, sweet man.
0: Uh, He then says that he didn't want to start a fight, but he just wanted to show them the error of their ways, which is hilarious because usually if you want to show people the error (laughs) of their their ways, you want to like, hey, come at me, bro. Come on. Like, let's do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how like when I'm when I see somebody less fortunate, that's the one thing I do is say step
0: up, bro. Yeah. Come on. Let's throw hands. Yeah. Throw down. Uh, And then uh, there's a chapter about how they face many dangers and receive a lot of injuries during their work. And that is completely... Like, all the examples they get in this chapter is they're just idiots who crawl around in the dark in abandoned buildings. Right. It's like, like, oh, I got glass in my hand because I was crawling on the floor and I didn't see the fucking glass Yeah, it must be an angry ghost. (laughs) Yeah, that was, like, all the examples they gave. Or you're just stupid. There's a brilliant uh, statement in his book uh, that is... Night vision is rarely as good as the naked eye, though it's much better in a few situations.
1: Let me. Let, can I ask you a question? Yes. Would one of those situations be at night? I think so. I think that's the intent of the tool. Okay, so you're saying you're saying like if you're just walking around, yeah, mid beautiful Texas morning, you won't be able to see anything. You're not going to see
0: anything with night vision goggles. No. So it's worse.
1: It's yeah. not good.
0: Right. In in some scenarios, it is worse than the naked yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a stupid book. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I made a note about how he made fun of modern science again. Right. uh, And he claims that until a few years ago, scientists didn't believe there were any other inhabitable planets in the galaxy, which is not true at all. Right. Ever. We gave several examples. Yeah. And and it's, it's just. No, scientists and people have always assumed there's life on other planets. Like, you can you can look this up historically.
1: Right. There's also something something I brought up, which is, like, in an infinite universe. Yeah. Like, if people believe in, in a multiverse or whatever, or an infinite universe, mm-hmm. or a universe that is continuously expanding and creating new things, there is going to be another planet that can support life. Yeah. Ju- because it's infinite.
0: There are going to be an infinite number of those planets. Right. Mathematically, it's impossible we're the only one. Right. There's a wonderful part of the book where he talks about shooting an episode uh, pilot of a show in Paris, and he interviews a man called Father Sebastian, Mm -hmm. and then afterwards, Father Sebastian tells him that he is the master fangsmith of the saber-toothed vampire clan. We lost this part? We did lose this part. It was very sad. Very sad, but it's, uh, it's a funny part of the book. Basically, he uh, he kind of initiates Baggins into this group of right. vamp- wannabe vampires. <laughs> right. This cult. And they like mold fangs specifically to fit his mouth. Yeah. And he says when he puts them in his mouth, it just felt right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was destiny. That means that they did a good job with the mold. That's true. Yeah. They're yeah. very comfortable and uh, pff, that'd be kick ass. Yeah. I would love to have a mold like that. Yeah. Uh, and then chapter thirty one is all about a possessive female spirit that is attached to him and prevents him from forming relationships with women. Right, the crazy ex girlfriend. This was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. We lost it. God damn it. Uh, but I made a joke about how that's my that's my excuse too. Yeah. Just, exactly. Oh, you have that too. Yeah, yeah. I also have a possessive spirit that keeps women away. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Fuck audience. Get out of here, man.
1: My homies hate audience.
0: Uh, and then the last note I have is a story he has uh, near the end of his book. This is my favorite part. And the story is that he goes to McDonald's with his crew. It was not McDonald's.
1: I was recounting yep. this to somebody else, and I couldn't remember.
0: It, it's McDonald's, and his crew was hungry, and they're like, it's late at night, there's nobody around, nobody's going to recognize us. And there's a white van in the Ma- McDonald's parking lot. A white van in the McDonald's parking lot. That uh, they didn't notice until they got out of their truck. Mm-hmm. But then a woman and her teenage daughter come flying out of that white truck and come running over to Baggins and the woman starts yelling at Baggins and according to her Baggins had astral projected into her daughter's bedroom and had fucked her resulting in her daughter's pregnancy
1: right you astral projectedly raped my
0: daughter yes uh and (laughs) Baggins is like what the hell are you talking about yeah Uh, and then he, he tells her that only the Holy Spirit can impregnate women without physical contact, which is a great comeback. It's a, it's a fantastic. Yeah. Comeback. Great defense. Yeah. Um, I, in all likelihood, I think the teenage daughter was fucking around with a, a dude mm-hmm. and that, and her mom is a big fan of Baggins. So she was like, Oh, my mom believes crazy shit. I'll right. just say this and she'll believe it. Right. Or the other, the other result that we the very the darker, that we came much to, much darker, where he
1: was banging this teenage girl. Yeah. Literally. And then and the daughter realized, uh, oh, no, I'm pregnant, so I better blame it on this astral projection.
0: Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's exactly. a possibility. But I don't want to...
1: That's a possibility, but we're not, you know, we're not accusing We don't not, really know not, this we guy. have no idea. Uh,
0: this whole thing could be made up. We don't know. Yeah. Um, still funny. Still funny. That was about it, man. Uh, I gave the rating, uh, the book a rating of... Uh, what did I give? A shampoo bottle? Yeah, I think so. Uh, because it's really, really, really bad, but... It's cringe enough to be entertaining. There's like a mildly. Of Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. It's just hilarious how much this guy
1: loves himself. I will never forget the story of him astral projecting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and impregnating a girl. I will never forget that till the day I die. What if he can do that and he did do that? Then that would also be incredible.
0: Yeah. And there's like no, there's no way anyone can actually like find him guilty of that. Yeah. He, yeah. You can just keep doing it. I mean, unless
1: the baby has DNA, right? You do need I DNA guess. Test.
0: How would you transfer DNA?
1: Well, how would you your... pregnant in the first place? I, there's so many questions. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this reminds me of the time somebody asked me how many chromosomes Jesus had. Oh wow, that's a good. Mm, yeah, just enough. That's the answer. <laughs> 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 that was that was a fun little retrospect. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to that book because yeah. it was so bad. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was there's a tragedy, a modern tragedy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we're going to come on to a, not a modern tragedy, but a, (laughs) about a 70 year old tragedy. Okay. Okay. Um, I read Scientology eight to 80. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the title of this one. You warned me about this. I did warn you about this. I said today we're going to be doing a woo woo book. It's going to be Scientology. Brace yourself. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ready for this. (laughs) But I ran out of other books uh-huh. uh, and I didn't feel like shopping for new ones. So I was like, fine, it's close enough to the other one. But I think it's close enough too that. We'll remember some more of the stuff mm-hmm. and kind of keep a little bit in track because this I didn't have to go back and look other things up. This oh, that's time. good. That's good. Yeah. And the, the reason that like our intro was a little absurd, right? The the way that I introduced the show was a little. Yeah. Unorthodox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt reading this. okay Where like he takes things and it's like, yeah, these are words. But like, why are they here? <laughs> Why are they in this context?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And, and that kind of embodies my entire feeling about this series that we've been doing. Yeah, definitely. I also found out, because I thought you made up the term woo-woo. I, I realized yeah, no, did no, not, no, no, and no. that it's a thing. Yeah, I just um, heard it somewhere. It was the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day, like, a week ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty funny. Uh, a fan of the show sent that. Um, but, yeah, so this, this book, 8 to 80, is the direct follow-up to The History of Man. Right. So there was we did, we did Fundamentals of Thought, which was the beginning, and then there's a few books in between, and then there's the History of Man, and then there's this book. So this talks about, I assumed, because History of Man is all about technique 88, yeah and it says to use 8 through 80, I assumed that this would actually talk about those other 80, 8 through 80 techniques. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, I assumed that as well. I mean, you, one would think, right? Yeah. It don't. It, Okay, okay. It talks about a technique, but it I have no idea a why- A single it's, technique? A single technique, and I have no idea why it's called 8 through 80. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I just got very saddled.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, before we dive in, like you know it already. This version was published in 2007. It's taken from lectures and books written in 1952 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has the same generic introduction of, if you don't understand it, it's your fault- same thing. Mm-hmm. It's 119 pages plus glossary and appendix. But? But I counted the pages with words <laughs> on it. Okay. So there's like, uh, like, he has part one, which takes up two full pages. Okay. And then you flip it and there's a blank page on the left and on the right it says chapter one and then you flip it and there's a blank page on the left <laughs> and then on the right it says chapter one and then the actual text. Right. I counted the page with actual text on it. There are 61. 61? 61. 61 out of 119, out of, I didn't actually write down the full total, 61 out of 119, out of 199. Out of 199? <laughs> so, two-thirds of this book has no relevant text. Right. If you know how to speak English.
0: That that seems uh, like a fucking scam. Yeah. Wait till we dive in. <laughs> um, okay.
1: This is the shortest one of the three that we've done. Right. This was the fastest one that it took me to read. Right. This was the hardest one to comprehend. Oh, no. But I, I think oh, I've done no. a pretty good job of simplifying it. Okay. So All right. So I, I think we'll be okay. Okay. But we're going to dive in right now and find out. So this book is about how to audit. Okay. Chapter one is called, there's 19 chapters. Chapter one is one page. <laughs> okay. And it is called The Auditor's Code. Cool. It's like a samurai code. Yeah, kind of like what, what you're supposed to do, what the goal is. Oh, fuck. You dropped him. Ethan that's, Hunt is taking a dive. That's going to go well. You know what this single page chapter has to say about the auditor's code that's
0: titled The Auditor's Code? Uh, well, I definitely believe they go into the code talking mm-hmm. about what it is mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how auditors can employ it to audit. That
1: would make for an excellent book. This is not an excellent book. Wait,
0: wait whoa, 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 hang on, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. That Elron Hubbard uh-huh. will mention something. Okay, I never actually said his name. Oh no, yeah, the author is written by Elron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> you're telling me that Elron Hubbard brings up something. Yep, it has a name. He named it. Right, it's important. He, more importantly, he named it. Yeah, he himself named it. Yeah, and you're telling me he mm-hmm. doesn't explain it. The very first sentence
1: of this book, sentence numero uno minus the introduction that says "screw yourself" if you don't understand it. Okay. Is you can find the auditor's code elsewhere. <laughs> Dude, fuck you. That is the very Why is it in the fucking book then? Sentence. Now he he does lay out some basic premises on what an auditor should do. But it's not the auditor's code. Right. So don't call it the auditor's yeah. code. Yeah. <laughs> this is a simple case of chapter misnomenclature from an idiot. Yeah. Um he also doesn't say where you can find it. I think I think it was oh my in the god! End of, I think it was in the end of um, <sighs> fundamentals of thought, the first one. Was it? I think so. So and, uh, did we record it? No, we our... skipped it because oh, it was like we started. I, I looked at it and read like a couple of them, and then yeah. it kept going and going. Okay. It's like don't be angry at your preclear, like that kind of stuff. Google it, I guess. Pretty much. He then lays out some basic premises on who a good preclear would be. Okay, which is someone who will accept the truths given because they won't have to take it on faith. So, remember, this is Scientology. It's all science, it's all evidence.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Do, do you remember how much evidence he's given us? Um, well, he did an experiment where he proved that there is uh there's an astral form to humans. Right. Um, Wait, what was I'm sorry, what was the source on that? Well, he himself performed the experiment. Oh yeah. Uh, and so there the, he there he proved it there. That's and, right. And uh, he also had some posts with some, some thetans doing all sorts of stuff. They're jumping up and down. They're moving side to yeah, side. Yeah. He was electrifying them into unconsciousness. Well, yes and no. The unconsciousness would take up half a city block of, or half a city of power
1: to, oh to blast <laughs> into unconsciousness. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Right. That's one thing I remember. Um, the auditor will give this person proofs as they go along
0: that it's working. Mm, great. Yeah. Yep they should um, stop calling them preclears and start calling them what they are which is marks
1: yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> i th- i think they're marks yeah yeah i also feel i feel obligated to say out of all these books like i purchased all of them yeah from a used bookstore so none of the proceeds actually made it to the church of scientology right. unless that bookstore is owned by the church of scientology I doubt but it, i don't but think they are yeah yeah um but he also says that the a good preclear or a good mark uh, is someone who will use these proofs to help another. So somebody who will take them, learn from them, and then implore them. Implore? Employ. Employ them.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds um, right. Yeah. I said, sure, fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> somebody who's going to spread the message. Got it. That's, to be fair, that's what every religion and every cult does. Yes. You want to you pass it on. Yeah. Chapter two, life as a mirror. He does the same stupid crap in this chapter that he does in his other books. He defines life as a as static. It has no motion. It has no wavelengths. This is life. The, the concept of life. This is not living. So okay. Like, if, like you and I are living right now. We're moving. We're breathing. Right. But the idea of life is not motion itself.
0: Uh, okay. It's abstract.
1: <laughs> it's abstract. It's abstract. And, and I'm going to like, that's kind of. Feels like semantics. You're right. <laughs> but it's the semantics that he builds the rest of the chapter on. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. He says the proofs of this are elsewhere in Scientology.
0: But it, must be, it must be nice, creating a whole series of books. <laughs> that point and to... And s- all you have to say is... It's in there. I've talked about it and proven it in another book. So and that then, you have to buy another book. And then never citing that book. Right.
1: <laughs> and everything I've read has said that, and nothing's actually given the
0: proof. Yeah, no, he just keeps, he keeps pushing that yeah. goalpost a little bit further. Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway... Then he says that life partly consists of memories. Sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> memories are electrical impulses that can produce an actual effect on the body, but also influence everything the body does. A memory is a recording of the physical universe. So it is, it is your brain using electrical impulses and signals to record something that happened to you. Sure. And that when you audit a preclear, you take them through their memories, conscious or subconscious. Okay. He gives a vague example of... Of, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he gives a vague example of taking someone through a fight they had as a young boy. Okay. This particular person, when reminded of a certain punch they gave to their opponent, yeah, felt the same pain in their own eye. Why? Because the universe created a, a memory, and the thetan accessed the memory of the other boy feeling the punch. Okay. So he was able, as he went through the fight in an unbiased way, was able to feel the results of that punch on his own body. At the time, he was very biased, so he couldn't sense. He could feel his fist hitting the eye. Yeah. He couldn't feel the eye getting hit by the fist. Right, okay. But now he's taking him through it. He can feel the other end of it. Okay. Do you remember when we did that experiment last time about yeah, yeah, the oysters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To- totally. Same thing. Okay. Where it's like, this, this is going to happen when you audit them. No. Uh. Or the guy with the wisdom teeth who uh, couldn't open his mouth for three days or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. horse
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway... What was that machine called? An e-meter. E-meter. I looked up a video on a guy using an e-meter. Yeah, and it 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 takes uh it works a lot like how uh, a polygraph test works. It, okay. It uh measures the electrical pulses in your body. That makes sense because he talks about it a lot. Okay. In this book, uh, and it, it I will say it also operates. So it might as well just refer to it as a polygraph test because that is what how they use it. They'll ask you a question about your past, okay. and then depending on the reading, you're either lying or you're being open with your your what, what was it called the line something the the theta line yeah the, the theta the, line. the whole track yeah yeah
1: yeah that so it's- that makes a lot of sense because the rest of this book talks about that okay but he never says that okay so what you just said puts a lot of this into context for me okay so you'll yeah. have an easier time understanding this I think yeah just think of the matter as a polygraph test that's yeah. all it is I was thinking more like an electroencephalograph. Where it's just showing waves from a person's brain, but that didn't really make as much sense?
0: Well, the E-meter has uh so it, it, it's a meter, so it has a little bit of a spectrum there. Right, right. Um, and it's basically like right, good, left, bad, but then there's little sections in between. Right. Okay. Um, so just think of it that way. It's like, uh, the closer you are to the right side, the closer to the theta line you're getting. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that actually does put a lot of this context. Uh might have us backwards, might be left right, but whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: So we were talking about the boy feeling the punch because the universe records the memory. Mm-hmm. Um it is aberrative, so like an aberration, right. an aberrative right. memory right. and an abnormal memory that Scientology seeks to erase from existence from to better the human race as a whole. So by auditing these memories that you have, but also the ones that exist on your whole track. Right. You can erase them from the humankind as a whole, as a whole, because your descendants won't have those anymore. Okay, and that's how we become perfect. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Sure. Chapter three: facsimiles. I like that word. It's a great word. In the last chapter, he defined memories as facsim- facsimiles. So he's like, these mean the same thing. Uh, I
0: disagree, but continue.
1: Well, he uh, in in A History of Man. He also said the same thing. He's like, a facsimile is the thing that we're actually auditing. On the track and they are the
0: photographs or the memories that, a, th- a they, okay. I, I forgot retains. he doesn't, he doesn't use words as they're intended. He just, oh, yeah. he uses them however he wants.
1: Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> that's, that's a very important I aspect of these books that. is that he, he, uh, he has his own definitions for things. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, that's how, you know, to just stay away from somebody if they're <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> this is what the word means, but that's not how I'm going to use it. Exactly. It's like, All right. Just don't even talk to me. <laughs> Maybe use a different word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He lays something out here I'm going to try and explain. So this is my
1: example. This is not his. This is my own example and my own definition of what I believe he's trying to say in this chapter. Okay. If life can create thought. Right. And in our thoughts, we can remember specific events. And for example, if you remember a really big bonfire, you can almost feel the heat from it. Yeah. You can't, but you remember the feeling. Right. It then follows that our thoughts... Can conversely affect things in the physical world. Okay. So it's a similar to mind over matter. Very similar. Okay. He hints that this is how miracles occur that thought influences the world around a person. Okay. So the person thinks like this person has a broken arm. I'm going to bend my thought to the fact that they don't have a broken arm and the arm
0: itself will be unbroken. There is no spoon.
1: Exactly. That <laughs> this is, is exactly. This is manifestation. What this is. Yeah, okay. I got it. I got it. Um he doesn't really take this concept any further except that that is kind of how you're auditing the preclear. So, you're going into these events and thinking like these happened. They are unhappening. You are <laughs> ignoring them. You are removing them. You are erasing them.
0: Okay. This is this is a weird little spin-off, but yeah. this reminds me of uh in a way, Orahime, which is a character from Bleach, she has this. Uh, she's a full-bringer, so she has this superpower where she, uh, it, she, she calls it rejection. Okay, um, but what she's basically—I have that superpower. <laughs> she she rejects events that have happened, so she uses it to heal people by so, rejecting the specific thing that caused the injury. Yeah, rejecting that reality and so substituting she, her own. More like she's rewinding it to before it happened. Mm-hmm. It's very like time bendy, but it's technically not time bendy. Right. <laughs> it's very very strange and abstract. But uh, yeah, that's what it, it reminds me of. Where it's like I am unmaking this thing. That, that's kind yeah, of yeah. That's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very very good uh, parallel.
1: Um, he also says that a basic auditor isn't meant to understand this concept perfectly because that would require a degree in nuclear physics fuck off. He said that in the last book. He he did say that. He also rants for a bit about how philosophy is ruining science again. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. He he name drops like Nietzsche and some other people. And he's just like, because of these people, they're taking nuclear science and distorting it to fit a philosophy that either nothing matters or everything matters or whatever. And that's not what science is. I haven't read
0: Nietzsche, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He doesn't. Nietzsche didn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk about nuclear science i could I, be wrong i have but no
1: concept uh, he have you, i've never read his works i'm familiar with concepts that people say come from his works right
0: but i've never read them myself i don't really plan to either he's a very depressing yeah guy. It just uh, it's not edifying he, he's the one that came up with the phrase god is dead yeah i know so uh yeah he's very down
1: <laughs> uh L. Ron hubbard then says that life can create motion which is something changing in space so motion is change sure Any change like that must take time. So for us to notice time, we have to be able to notice change, which makes sense. If you lock yourself in a room with no windows, no walls, and no light, you won't have an accurate concept of how much time has passed. Right. And they've done experiments to that effect. Yeah. Um, I agree with this statement that L. Ron Hubbard made. It's a very easy mark to hit, I think. It's, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's (laughs) safe. If we don't see change, we cannot perceive time and we have an illusion of static. That nothing is changing. Nothing right. is happening. We are static. Now a preclear's mind has facsimiles which are again memories that are static. So okay. they are memories that aren't changing. They aren't adapting. This person is holding on to things uh that he perceives to be um to have occurred to like that are influencing his personality. Okay. And you want to get rid of the bad ones because static is bad. You want right motion. Okay. This whole thing couldn't sound any more culty if it tried, yeah. is, is, is what I wrote here. <laughs> chapter four, wavelengths. Are you on mine? No, but no. this also isn't, like, this chapter, I definitely wasn't on his because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I read it. It was, like, three pages. I read it three times, and I got some of it, but the rest of it is just, like, like he defines a wave. Yeah. Great. He defines a wavelength as the, the time between the. A specific point, like like a peak in the wave. Apexes or whatever. Yeah, apex to apex. That's the wavelength, which is true again. Yeah, sure. Uh, He gives examples of things that create waves in the mind somehow, but doesn't say how. Okay. And the smallest wavelength is produced by aesthetic. Something that is beautiful produces the smallest wavelength in the mind. Seems like that would be something that's like the biggest. The biggest is emotion
0: uh but mm.
1: <laughs> and he doesn't define anything like how he measured them or what he actually means yeah i don't see like, any is he associating like if i say sad does that produce the thing or is it like if i am sad then that produces the wavelength
0: that mm. I, I don't i don't know i feel like emotion would be very close to like something that's beautiful like it feels like it would trigger a similar similar wavelength. Well, and emotion is such a general term yeah yeah well like what kind of a, that's that's the whole fucking spectrum of what your yeah.
1: brain can do. Like, yeah. that's so vague. Um, but I guess that's kind of what he's saying. Where like, like emotion being the big one shrinks down to beauty, which is the smallest one. Right. Cause all of Scientology's things was existing within things. Yeah. W- existing within things. So like you can't have aesthetic if you don't have emotion, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't understand it. So I could be saying this wrong. I, that's a caveat with all these books. Right. Um, he says the theta can manufacture aesthetic waves, but it can do it for different reasons, some of which may be bad. For example, you this is his example. Okay. Word for word. You cannot beat a woman into beauty. True. But you can beat a woman into becoming obsessed with beauty. I guess. So it's the it's the behavior can be positively or negatively reinforced is the the gist of that point. Okay, You can you can't. Force someone to change themselves, but you can force someone to want to change. If you Uh,
0: I guess, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's it's conditioning is really what he's talking about, which is a thing. I think you could trick someone into wanting to change. I don't know about forcing them.
1: If if uh, if you shoot someone in the kneecap and then say, I'm going to like, I don't know, shoot you in the kneecap again. If you don't do this thing, that's going to influence them into doing that thing
0: it's it's a very crude analogy. I don't know if that that's just compliance. That's not change though. But they're doing it. Yeah, but he's talking about I think it sounds like he's talking about change where someone someone's motivations change, their goals change. Well, they are because they don't want to be shot in the knee. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. It doesn't
1: it doesn't matter what they wish would happen like I I wish I didn't have to do this or right. the situation didn't exist. It's this is the situation I'm in so I'm going to do it. I guess that's the, the
0: crudest way that he could put that. You know, I think you could also technically beat a woman ugly. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to make the joke, <laughs> but I thought about it. We have people writing the show like, beauty has little to do with the outside appearance. I understand.
1: Yeah, we It's get a joke. It. This is just a terrible joke about a terrible person. Yeah. You can influence behavior with positive and negative reinforcement, but I don't know what this has to do with waves. Chapter five, black and white.
0: Oh, no. Not race. Okay.
1: I was Yay. waiting for it the whole time.
0: Yeah. Not it. Nothing to do with race. He's surprisingly neutral on race. Doesn't really have anything to which do is, with his
1: stuff. I mean, to his credit, that's very scientific, right? Like, like sure. <laughs> um, not having prejudices. Swamps aren't scientific, though. Y- right, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> he starts out by referencing the whole track ideology from the history of man, which which we alluded to earlier. Okay. Um, Here he says that you don't have to embrace this ideology at first. He says this is the best way to audit a preclear. Right. But this is like the perfect way. And, and, you know, the first time auditor isn't going to be able to do this because Mm, they've never done it before. Right. This is the goal. It's not the actual process.
0: Right. Okay. Which I think is kind of cool, I guess, that he's recognizing that. Yeah, it's uh, similar to, uh, I don't know, just offhand, like uh, there's a, a, a biblical message of you need to be like Jesus, right? But that's impossible. Right. He's, he's the, 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 the perfect human being. Like you can't you can't be as good as Jesus. Right. Uh, but the, having that goal means you're always going to be trying, which means you're going to be the best person you can be. So exactly. It's kind of the same thing. With the one caveat of that this is possible. Oh, so he's saying it is possible. It is possible. Okay.
1: But not everyone's going to get there. Not everyone's going to do it, but oh, it is possible.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yep. The process getting there, he calls black and white. So okay. that's a, and, and, and he, um, we'll get to it. If you follow black and white, it will lead you to the whole track eventually. You will get there. Okay. He also says black and white are replacing previous techniques. So um, they've learned more. They've simplified things. They've changed things as their understanding has grown. So black and white is the new process that used to be called i think the eight through 80 techniques oh so he's already invalidated well uh, they were they were written in other materials i guess (laughs) and he has since gained more understanding and has rephrased and renamed and recoded them they become obsolete exactly um or adjusted he references the fact that all implants on the whole track are electronic I think electric is more the word. They're not electronic, but they're like electrical impulses on the track. That's what, that's what you're right. That's right. Yeah. Electronic
0: out. is a physical man-made thing. Yeah. So.
1: Um, and that the theta has been battered by force fields since conception. Black and white can change that and erase those electrical fields and make it like they never existed. Cool. Which is another, it's the exactly the same thing him saying, the facsimiles need to be erased. Right. Now he's just defining the, the facsimiles as an electrical field.
0: Mm. I love how he redefines everything.
1: And that's where the rest of the book is going to go from that perspective. Okay, okay. So he's, he he did a very good job of introducing them and then getting you a little more understanding about it. Right. And now he's going to build on that understanding for the rest of the book. Okay. So a lot of the rest of this is about electri- electricity and-
0: Cool. Get R2 second. on the comms. We need to lower these shields.
1: Wow! That <laughs> was in between R2 and CSI. Wow! Miami. Yeah, that was better. Mine was more CSI Miami than it was- <laughs> R2-D2. Chapter six, running black and white. Okay. Better get you an E-meter because you need one. Yay. Yep. Uh, He describes how to use black and white. Your pre-clear, when hooked up to an E-meter, must find a white area around him. And I'm guessing you're telling him to picture it, but I really don't know because he just says find a white area. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking you're envisioning this in your mind. Right. Uh, That's as best as I can get. You need to keep him focused on the white area, and if he sees black or gray spots, or like if black starts creeping in, you need to redirect him into focusing on white.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't. don't, I'm not digging the vibe here. You know? Yeah, it's a little weird. You
1: can read the emitter to tell what he's perceiving, so you'll know when you should help. And I assume that means you want him more focused on whatever side means you're sure. Yeah, on the theta line or whatever. Chapter seven: Black and White Aesthetic. Okay. Aesthetic means solely beautiful that is what aesthetic is right beauty is harmony in wavelengths okay ugliness is disharmony okay i can get behind that i don't necessarily agree with it as a sole definition but i can understand where he's coming from
0: i, yeah, I don't i don't even know if that plays out because uh like is symmetry in order is it harmony is it is it attractive yes Cause I, I always get creeped out by people that have very symmetrical faces. Symmetrical faces
1: aren't, but like symmetrical buildings and geometry and all of that kind of stuff. You're
0: right. You're right.
1: Um, mm-hmm. We tend to look more for for symmetry. But then there's also like the the what is it the 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 I can't picture it, but it's like the spiral
0: curve that's supposed to represent beauty. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, um, uh, 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 the the um yeah I don't know the golden something golden ratio. Yeah, I think, you're, I think ratio. that's
1: right. Yeah, which isn't inherently symmetrical itself.
0: Well, it kind like, of is because it 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 is equally expanding. So it's consistent. It's but that's line. not symmetry. Uh, whatever.
1: You can't. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, unless you start at the point and work with it and cut whatever two sides of the line, cut them in half. That could be symmetrical. Right. But like, if you just take a spiral and cut it down the middle, if you take this spiral and cut it down the middle, it's not symmetrical. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It turns out I'm not an art major. <laughs> Go figure. To help your pre-clear, get them to associate the white area with beauty. Oh, to help your pre-clear, get them to associate the white area with beauty. Right. and the black area with ugliness. Again, I'm. I, this is it's, there, feels there. There wrong. are undertones there. Yeah. But it is never explicit, so I I'm not going to associate it. Right. <laughs> because I
0: don't want to institute uh, to substitute malice. Right. With dumbassery. Historically, black is always associated with negative or right? the yang right. yang, the black. Yin yang and the
1: uh, like the uh the spaghetti westerns where the good guys wear white, the yeah. black guys, the, the, the bad guys wear black. Right. Uh, that I, kind of thing. I'm sure he's not uh, not
0: malicious in his no. message.
1: Well, I mean I'm sure he's malicious in his message, but not racial. Well okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um that's the entire chapter. White, beautiful, black, ugly. Chapter eight, bodies. There's a desired shape for your theta. It kind of looks like a weeble that wobbles but won't fall down. (laughs) There's a picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. Um, I don't know what page it is. It's it's like egg shaped. No, no. Um, More like uh, you know those like punching bag clowns that you punch and they rock backwards. Yeah, they come back come back up. That is. um... Oh, I put chapter seven twice. Okay, no. So so chapter eight. I'm sorry. Chapter eight is embodies. Chapter eight is concept running which I wrote as chapter seven. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, concept running is a really short chapter that says that you sort incidents on the track into categories called concepts and that you can, you can eliminate a bunch of those categories by realizing which incidents are beautiful and which ones are ugly. Okay. Um, which ones cause beauty and which ones cause ugliness. That's the chapter. So at chapter eight bodies, this is where they talk about the weebles that wobble and don't fall down. Well, I do, which is actually chapter nine because I miss, again, I missed the chapters. Right. That is, is the shape It's like a Russian nesting doll. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Um, And there's some other shapes that are just ovals, and the one kind of looks like a kidney bean. They almost look all identical. I don't know why even (laughs)
0: bother differentiating.
1: Yeah, but that's what we're dealing with. Okay. Your preclear can have different ideas of what their theta body looks like, but you should run beauty tracks until they see themselves as the same shape as those clown punching bags that you hit and rock back and then forwards again. Sure. This chapter existed. Okay. Yeah. He didn't put it that way, but that's what he said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 10, Patterns of Attention, Wave Flows. So it's Patterns of Attention, Colon, Wave Flows. Okay. You want to make sure your preclears waves all harmonize. If they explode out from the center or implode into the center, that's bad. They should form a line with predictable peaks and valleys, I guess. What does that mean, though? Couldn't tell you. Chapter 11. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) An auditing formula tells us what to run in what order. It just summarizes kind of what we read so far. Okay, okay. Chapter Twelve: The Dichotomies. The most basic premise of a being is that it produces energy.
0: Um. Well, eh, eh, uh, no, that's not really scientific, though. Oh, but he said it. No, we. <laughs> the 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 uh does I guess the sun produces energy, but then everything else it's it's kind of like a waterfall. It just all flows downstream. Mm-hmm. So plants. We'll soak up the sun, turn it into something, then animals will eat that. We'll eat the plants and animals and take their energy and use it. You're just talking about the circle of life. Yeah, that, well, that's what it is. I mean, we don't create the energy. We just absorb it from other beings and expend it in our own way. The eat the grass. And then we eat the antelope? Yes. that well, was Mufasa, so it was more like, yes. Have you heard him lately?
1: No. He sounds like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's lost his, his Yeah, I don't know Mufasa when the last time was. I heard um, James Earl Jones was. The most basic job of the auditor is to get the pre-clear to produce more positive energy. I don't know
0: why, but my brain went to milk. Sure. Produce more milk. <laughs> A theta creates energy
1: by pulling one thing while pushing against another. What are those things? Those are the dichotomies. Okay. A theta can create energy by examining certain dichotomies or states of being. Page 68 for the list.
0: Again, a dichotomy is an abstract concept, not a physical thing. How do you get energy out of it? The dichotomies are survive and succumb. Abstract.
1: Affinity. No affinity. What? (laughs) Communication. No communication. The abstract again. Agree. Disagree.
0: None of this is actual anything.
1: Be. Not be. No. Not (sighs) No. Cause, effect. Change, no change. Win, lose. I am, I am not. Faith, distrust. Imagine, truth. Believe, not believe. Always, never. Future, past. Everybody, nobody. Owns all, owns nothing. It's just writing down opposites. Responsible dichotomies. Responsible, not responsible. Right, wrong. He didn't say right, left. I'm a little sad about that. (laughs) Stay, escape. Beauty, ugliness. Reason, emotion. Emotion, effort. Effort, apathy acceptance apathy is death rejection it is sane insane no sympathy 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 propitiation and the state of static emotionless sometimes necessary to run uh so you use these by having your preclear flow energy either to agree or disagree with the dichotomy so faith agree distrust disagree
0: he gets energy from that he's flowing energy he's producing energy But uh, but, uh, So he's getting the energy from the dichotomy And flowing it to one side or the other Yes Why? Don't
1: know You should give them one at a time And give the preclear time to adjust to the new concept Okay I can get behind that Self-determination No, self-determinism And other determinism Chapter 13 Okay We're already in chapter 13 Self-determinism is white Other determinism is black Okay The goal is to get the preclear to be self-determined You want them to run their own dichotomies on their own, and then they can help their own pre-clears in time.
0: This small piece of rotting cheese fills me with determination.
1: This is the goal of the auditor. Chapter 14, emotional concepts and brackets. I like brackets. Brackets are dope. Brackets are cool. Do you know what he means when he says brackets? Oh, fuck me. I guess not. Okay. (sighs) He's referring to something which I learned last night. Okay. When I read Band of Brothers. Okay. (laughs) Bracket is an artillery term in warfare oh okay i didn't know that so if you're if you're zeroing in your sights yeah your bracket is when you're hitting to the left to the right to behind and in front that's the bracket okay okay that is the definition he uses of brackets in this
0: interesting okay
1: that's what i said and it's also like confirmation bias because like i just
0: learned what (laughs) that was yeah (laughs) and here he is like oh dope yeah interesting yeah was he a military guy I don't think so, because he I, dropped out of college. Yeah, no, I don't see him committing. I'd be willing to bet he uh, used whatever excuse he could to stay out of the military. Yeah. Emotional
1: concepts in brackets. You should work out your preclear in brackets. These almost seemed like piano student practicing scales. Okay. He says that the best ones are the brackets of beauty and ugliness of, uh, of the individual, and describes them as follows. Get how beautiful it is to be an individual. Okay. How bu- beautiful it is for others to be individuals. How beautiful people think it is for others to be individuals. Those are the 3. Okay. And then to fill the bracket you have the other side. How ugly it is to be an individual. How ugly for others to be individuals and how ugly for others to see people as individuals. You are agreeing with the first one. Okay. And you are disagreeing with the second. Sure. Right? So you are you are producing more energy to go towards good beauty. You are you are filling your mind and you're getting used to the fact that beauty is the right state that you should be in and that you should do everything you can to get there. Okay. I guess. This is <laughs> exhausting, man. Yeah. We're almost done. By running these and producing a flow of waves towards beauty and away from ugly, your pre-clear will increase their energy output. How? Couldn't tell you. I did, yeah. Ex- except like it's the thing, like if you, if you train your muscles when you work out, you use resistance to do that. Yeah. The more resistance you have, the more you can... And, and the longer you do it, the more you can do it. Right. Like that kind of thing. I guess that's what he's kind of going for. Chapter 15, pre-clears and bodies. At this point, I went and counted how many of the... Oh, yeah. This is when I actually did the math on the pages. <laughs> um, anyway, thetans dig putting themselves in bodies that seem comfortable at the time, but they can be a trap. Now, these are the facsimiles. These are the... Not the physical body. Okay. But the thetan can create its own you remember we saw the weeble wobble body right it can put itself in one that seems comfortable and safe but that will stop it from actually growing and producing more energy um, because it won't have room to grow or expand or produce more energy okay I use the same example in there to define the example because that's what he does Um, your theta will form itself using facsimiles of things it clings to and you must train your theta to not cling to ugly things but to think cling to beautiful things and to Um, reject them when that beautiful thing starts holding them back. Right. Chapter 16, the sub-zero tone scale. The tone scale was discussed in the first book Scientology, in the first Scientology episode, as where a body can fit. We kind of went over it, and I'm going to refresh it here. Okay. uh, Because he adds more to it. He's like, now we know that the tone scale has two places on it that you can be. One is where your theta is with your body. Right. The other is where your theta is alone. And you can be in two places at once. Okay, I guess. So I'm going to show you this to maybe get your recollection. But the tone scale itself, the original one, goes from uh, oh,
0: know, being in a body, I remember apathy, this. Belief,
1: propitiation, sympathy, fear. Yeah, no sympathy, anger, pain. Because it, he was saying them like one leads to the other, but yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. They're all independent.
0: They're yeah, they're they're disparate, and they they don't make sense. Where like apathy. Is super low when like anger is like above it or yeah, something. Yeah. It didn't make any sense at all. And uh, enthusiasm is the
1: top on on the old scale, right? Now enthusiasm uh, enthusiasm leads to exhilaration, which leads to action, which leads to serenity of beingness. The serenity the of, of beingness. Um, and then at the bottom, your theta can be in other bodies. It can be punishing other bodies. It, so I guess your theta is a dom. It can be controlling bodies, <laughs> protecting bodies, owning bodies, approval from bodies, needing bodies, and hiding from bodies.
0: Theta is such a like, handful, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's like, if it's negative like that, which goes below zero, which are which are the sub zero tone scale, right. that's bad. You want to get it up. You, 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 gotta, have, to, those you those have to throw, numbers higher. Throw throw three saves. Exactly. If you drop below zero. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you lose half your tone scale in one hit, <laughs> in which case you're just dead. <laughs> um You're apathetic. Chapter 17. Oh, I'll be awning, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're almost done. We're almost there. Chapter 17, it's Manifestations. Not, it's, it's not your delivery. I know. It's not. Trust me.
0: But it's like every I'm aware. Every line of this book is like, and the Glaberschmack, nix, but black Ex-
1: and we're not blech, and I'm just like. That's why I did the uh, introduction the way I did. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> manifestations of energy, Chapter 17. There are three manifestations. You have flow, dispersal, and ridges. Mm, ridges. He gives an example. For my Thetan's pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some people prefer flow, you know? You, you just, right, you, gotta, you know? It's, yeah. Player's choice. Yeah. He uses light as an example. So the beam is the flow. Okay. The light hitting a solid object is a ridge. So when it hits and spreads out, like that's the ridge. Okay. And the glow emanating from the source is the dispersal. Okay. But obviously, this is oversimplified. Similar to how the casing of a generator affixes the terminals in space and time. <laughs> so, you have, you, have, you have an electrical generator. Okay. Which is just like a positive and negative terminal. Sure. But they can't exist without being fixed somewhere, right? You, you right. can't just have a positive and electrical thing without yeah. actually having a housing. Right, right, right. Um, so, that housing affixes those terminals in space and time saying that this is a generator. Yes. Similar to that, the theta fixes its currents as well. So the theta is the housing for the electrical currents. Okay. He takes issue with the speed of light as a constant. Fuck off! And he may have a point here, but I don't know enough to support it. Okay. Because he says that in light, there is, uh, light is a spectrum. There are so many different kinds of light. Yes. And they all move at different wavelengths. They would all
0: move at different speeds. I don't believe they move at different speeds. They do have different wavelengths, though.
1: I don't know enough to support or refute this claim, but that part makes sense if you want to nitpick and not associate the speed of light with the speed of a specific light under specific circumstances. Okay. Which is what we do. We have the speed of light is constant because we say it is the amount of time it takes this light to move in space, which is a vacuum. So like if you put light on earth, it's going to vary because there's resistance, right?
0: Like, uh, well, no, cause it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. But light moves as fast as possible. And so we know the speed limit of the universe because that's how fast light goes. Mm -hmm. Right? Does that make sense? So, is light not affected by anything in the atmosphere at all? No, I don't believe it is. The only thing it's affected by is gravity, which affects it, though. It bends it, it doesn't slow it down at all. Does it not? No, Mm. I don't think anything. I'm pretty sure nothing slows light down ever interesting it'll either deflect it or bend it but it can't i'm not a physicist right uh
1: the theta is the light source life life source okay uh and the life source is what creates energy and where the theta exists on the tone scale directly correlates with the amount of energy produced okay you want it to be higher to produce more energy he also says it's an amateur move to refer to one's thetan since one is their thetan
0: but he always refers
1: to the thetan but it's an It it, not not in the sense of my Thetan. okay. Right. If you say my Thetan, you're missing the point. Right. Because you are the Thetan. But the Thetan goes and does its own shit when I'm not looking. Right. (laughs) Right. He contradicts himself here. Right. Because He then goes on to say and like the rest of the book um, is talking about how uh, energy will flow until it has sufficient force against it to stop. Therefore, he must consistently supply energy to the wave to keep it going. That is life. And that is the goal of life. Um, this is where he talks about the phenomena of the Thetan, chapter 18. Kind of okay. goes into more detail about that. The Thetan exists outside the physical body and it is about a quarter inch to two inches wide. <laughs> Don't know how he got that. It joins the genetic body whenever it feels like it, before, during, or after birth. Okay. It is then uh, it then immediately forgets this and associates the word me, so like it associates its identity with the body and the thetan together. Mm-hmm. Uh they are now one and the same. You as the auditor have to then coax the Thetan out of the body and refer to the body as the body, but the me is the Thetan. Okay, I get it. So it's not it. me and my Thetan, it's more like me and my body. Right, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. You have to place it just above and behind the skull, that's the ideal place, remember? Mm-hmm, uh, yep. So it can examine the body without bias. Chapter 19 is a summary, it's just that. He summarized the previous 18 chapters, or, or 55 pages, into 5 pages, there's nothing new. Thened. 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 This is, without a doubt, thetan it's the Tend. This is the Tend of Scientology as we know it. We will not be doing another book on the show Thank unless God. something drastically changes. Yeah, <laughs> because I see what he's trying to do. Yeah, I get the points he's trying to make, but he's wrong and full of nonsense. Right, and just trying to get you to buy more stuff. Yeah, so I refuse to dig any deeper because I, the first book, great basic premise. Right but then they've each gotten subsequently more absurd, abstract, and and disgusting yeah. as they went. I hate this man. <laughs> I hate his books. I hate his writing style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I could have a conversation with him, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Well. The last book we read was better. I Yeah, you know what? Uh, I kind of hate L. Ron Hubbard too. Yeah. Um, he seems... Like a slime ball who doesn't have anything valuable to say, really. Yep. Uh, he just repeats little bits of like, I don't know, just little things that like anyone can agree to. Right. And just spins it as like, yeah, I, I know this truth, so I know other truth. And right. Just people, scam artists do that all the time. They'll they'll say something obvious that everyone can agree with and then they'll they'll try to keep that momentum going and just mm-hmm. start feeding you bullshit. Which is exactly what he says. And if you stop believing it, or, or if you if you don't
1: understand what he's saying, or if you disagree with it, yeah. you read it again. Get into that positive reinforcement again. Yeah. And then keep going. It's super, super manipulative.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sad I read this book. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the history of man was fascinating because I thought we were actually going to be talking about the history of man no. and seeing what he did. But then just as it goes on, it's just the insane ravings of a madman. Yeah. The titles have been way off.
0: Yeah. Just way off.
1: Except for the first one. First one was fine. Yeah. That, fundamentals that of, of fit. Yeah, That's so. what it was. <laughs> it was the fundamentals of Scientology. That's what it told me it was. That's what it was. These ones aren't.
0: So every week on the show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Our rating system consists of five levels. At the very bottom, we have toilet paper. The book is only worth the material it's printed on, if that. The second level is shampoo bottle. It's uh, better than nothing. The third level is Ikea manual, competent but not entertaining, or vice versa. It can be entertaining but not competently written. The fourth level is Kindle pick, worth buying electronically and or discounted at a used bookstore. The highest level we can give a book is hardcover. Instant classic. We recommend you buy this book. So, Mr. G- uh, Mr. Gribbs. Master Gibbs. Master Gibbs. you <laughs> are <Pretty> close. <laughs> uh, dare I ask what you give this book? It's a toilet paper.
1: Yeah, okay. If you didn't see that coming. Figured. Um, this was the cheapest of the three. Yeah. I bought. All of them are hardcover. They're all the same series. This took me an hour and a half to read and notate. Mm-hmm. which is like no time at all, because it didn't say anything. Right. It was a complete waste of paper. It was a complete waste of time. It was a complete waste of energy, which is the exact opposite of the goal that he would purport right. <laughs> to, uh, to be trying to influence. Don't read these books. Maybe look up a Wikipedia page on Scientology, but I haven't actually looked at that to see if it says anything about these books. Uh huh. But, yeah, get your support... F- Get Get your summaries of Scientology from somewhere else. don't go to the source directly because it's terrible. It's nonsense. right? yeah.
0: but if you have uh, 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 a meter uh, an e meter e meter if you have an e meter, uh, just uh, get a, get in contact with it. I want it <laughs> get in contact with it with with us. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and if you want to get in contact with us, you can write us at a uh, page too far at gmail It's page T-O-O far at gmail.com. Yeah. We also have socials. We have Instagram as well as Twitter. Yep. Page too far. We have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash a game too far. Nailed it. Uh, We've been pretty loosey goosey on that lately. Yeah. uh, We've been doing kind of whatever we want. Yeah. And uh, we're still waiting on that, that custom art for the channel. Mm -hmm. So uh, excited when that comes out. Uh, send us book suggestions. Let us know what you think of episodes. Uh, if you don't want us to say your your name in uh, the message, then let us know that as well. Because yep. we'll probably will say your name. If you want us to read it on air? Let us know. If you don't, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the haters out there uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, your criticisms suck ass. Uh, you don't uh, source your references. You're talking about one person uh, in particular. Two people actually, but no. whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> We're calling you out. Uh, We don't mind criticism at all. We just want it to be concise and accurate. Yeah. Like, so far, criticisms have been like, you called this book shit. No, we actually recommended the book. You guys said there was a plot hole, and there wasn't. No, we never mentioned any plot holes. Yeah. At me. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I want a legitimate criticism. Come on. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Internet sucks. Internet's a terrible place. Why are we on here? I don't know. Go check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon. There's a link down below. That's why we're on here. Yeah, those guys, those patrons, they're our world. We're about to do a commentary too. We are about to right do a commentary.
1: Now. We don't know what film though. We're Not yet. That out.
0: We're gonna we're gonna flip a, yeah. a quarter. So yeah, we love you. So, patreoncom slash far. Mash that subscribe.